welcome to immunity. This is where you're going to come for all the hot goss on the immunology system and biocompatibility. Yep. Um, So today we are going to talk about um, vaccines and anti-vaxxers, comparing what they think and what is actually true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we can start with what is a vaccine? So... We can thank vaccines for the eradication of smallpox, polio, measles, mumps, and typhoid. Thank you, vaccines. Thank you. Thank you. So according to Beth's slides, um, it is the body's production of antibodies after antigen exposure, otherwise known as inoculation, to fight a pathogen if or when exposure happens again. Um, To put that in layman's terms, a vaccine contains weakened or dead forms of a disease-causing micro microorganism. Uh, this puts the immune system on high alert, allowing it to recognize a potential threat and prepare for it in the case that it actually encounters the disease. This is known as acquired immunity. Um, to some people, that may seem counterproductive, like, why would I want to put a potentially fatal disease in my body? To those people, I say, listen with your ears. Uh, The key here is that the live form of disease never goes in your body. Uh, One could say that, you know, what about attenuated vaccines? And I'll say, okay, you've been doing some studying, haven't you? But to that, I say, okay, yes, that technically contains a live microorganism, but they have been cultivated under conditions that disable their virulent properties. So... (laughs) It's kind of like if Floyd Mayweather, the famous defensive boxer, if you put him in the ring, right, and he was trying to practice for Manny Pacquiao, he would have, like, a Manny Pacquiao dummy in there, and he would be, like, practicing against him, and, like, he would have Manny Pacquiao, like, fake hit him, right? But when he hits him, it doesn't hurt, you know? So, like, he's still preparing for the moves that Manny's going to throw at him, but, like, there's no risk to it. But when Manny he gets, doesn't get hurt. Yeah. yeah. When, when Floyd doesn't get hurt for Kelly. Floyd doesn't you know, get hurt. I don't think you're following me. <laughs> but just, you know, listen listen to that back again if you didn't get it. <laughs> Money team. Vaccines are administered through injection. Uh, there is an oral vaccine for polio, but for the most part, you got to get that needle. And um, vaccines don't work on everyone for a number of reasons. Some people's immune systems don't have the B cells able to make antibodies suited to binding to the antigens associated with the pathogen. That was a mouthful, but we'll talk about B cells a little bit more later. And in that case, additional adjuvants would be used to boost the immune response. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's why it's important for everyone else who can get immune can get immunized. Immunized? (laughs) This is a reputable podcast. I don't think immunized is the word. All right, we'll cut up. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's why it's so important that anyone who can get vaccinated does get vaccinated um, because they create what's called a herd immunity so that people Mm. who can't actually um, get the vaccines are still protected by um, everyone else who is able to um, not get the disease. Can I say a little bit about B cells right now? Yeah, I think you should go into it. Okay. So for anybody confused about, you know, B cells and antigens and antibodies and stuff, hopefully you're not in our class because <laughs> you sure should know a lot about it by now. It was on the test. Shout man. out, Beth. 
Yes, Shout Dad, out. yes. Okay. So B cells produce antibodies, which are proteins engineered to bind to the surface of the pathogen and disable them. They connect to them and they also serve as a bridge, kind of like a, a missing Lego piece that the macrophages can now come and devour those pathogens. In order to create B cells, helper T cells travel to the center of the lymph node to activate their production. So that's just, you know, when we're talking about B cells, antibodies, and antigens, hopefully that can clear up any confusion. As we mentioned before, your body will create the antibodies for that antigen. Um, and the reason that you want to get vaccinated is so that your the B cells will remember how to make that antibody so that if you ever are exposed to um, the disease again, your body can re respond more quickly. Facts. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Raquel, <clears throat> what is an anti-vaxxer? Tell That's me a little bit about that. a really good question. Um, so an anti-vaxxer, so it's pretty um, cut and dry, mm -hmm. uh, self-explanatory. An anti-vaxxer is someone who is opposed to vaccination. Now, why? Why would they why? I don't know. Well, okay, so a lot of anti-vaxxers tend to be parents who mm -hmm. don't want to vaccinate their child. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot of different reasons why. Um, but I want to just go first really quickly into like a small history of the anti-vaccination movement. Because even though it's getting really big right now, it's been something that has been a problem for a while. Okay. So there are some significant things that have happened in the past. Um, so in 1955 in Berkeley, California, um, a laboratory produced 120,000 doses of polio vaccine that contained live polio virus. Mm. So it actually led to 40,000 cases of polio, 53 cases of paralysis, and five deaths, all from people who were supposedly vaccinated. Wow. And then, so this is the biggest one. In 1998, um, there was the vaccination autism controversy controversy um, between the MMR vaccine um, and autism. So basically what happened is this doctor, who is now no longer a doctor, Good. Um, named Andrew Wakefield, published a paper connecting the vaccine to autism. Um, I think we get into it a little bit more, but mm -hmm. basically it was a very flawed study that included only 12 children. It's not a study. Which is not, not real. Um, the problem was he published the paper, and in order for people to refute <laughs> the paper, it took time. So it actually took about a year for um, any information disproving what he had out to um, like come about to say that he was wrong and it was falsified. Um, so, But during that like one year, there was a lot of damage done, and people really started to think that vaccines were not a good idea, which they are. We can't stress that enough. Vaccines <laughs> Please get vaccinated. are good. They All right. are good. So getting to some of the vaxxer beliefs. Um, so one of the biggest vaxxer beliefs is that diseases had already started to disappear before vaccinations were um, standard, before the, any of the vaccines had been developed, um, thinking that that was due to better um, nutrition, better sanitation, better personal hygiene, um, things like that over time. Um, so one way to debunk that is with the measles vaccine. So <clears throat> the measles vaccine came out in the 50s. <laughs> came <laughs> Let me just Google the, it really quickly. Um, where, 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 where. Okay, yeah. The measles. I got so it. they released the measles. But you say in it, it came out like it's a, it's a <laughs> it pair of Jordans. So they decided to release the measles, the measles into the population. In 1963. Okay. 
Um, but it didn't become standard for everyone to get the measles vaccine um, until around 2000 when there was a big uh, push by government, by the government and by mm-hmm. uh, health organizations to have everyone um, get vaccinated. And it was like an elimination declaration. Mm-hmm. Got to use the air quotes because that's not the official term. Um, okay. So once everyone started getting that, the number of um, cases of measles significantly decreased. And to give a frame of reference, numbers wise, um, in nineteen like fifty eight, yeah, nineteen fifty eight, there were seven hundred and sixty thousand cases of measles in the U.S., and in two thousand eight, that number was sixty four, and it was actually gone for a little bit until yeah. recently. Yeah, if you guys watch the news at all, it <laughs> is you, you it should. is in. I think it's Oregon. I'm going to need a fact check. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, just fact check me right now, Raquel. Measles. Measles, Oregon, Oregon 2019. 2019. Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Measles outbreak, Nearly winter. 70 people. 70 people. Wow. Oregon. Yeah. So stay woke. Yeah, definitely. Um, so okay. anyway, so the CDC uh, defines measles elimination as 12 months or more without continuous disease transmission in a geographic area. Okay. Um, so one of the really important things is that even though we eliminated, air quotes, air quotes. measles, um, it actually wasn't an elimination, but... It was gone for a little bit. It was gone for a little bit. What's important to know is that anyone who got measles um, during the, the time period that we're looking at got it from someone who traveled outside of the oh, United yeah. States and brought it in. Yeah, so it I wasn't like we had measles and we're spreading it around. It was like, we actually had it gone and mm-hmm. someone else went out and ended up bringing it back with them. That sucks. Yeah. So then I guess another way to debunk it is kind of like Charles said, we have recently had a ton of measles outbreaks. Um, mm-hmm. And also just to kind of refute that better eating habits, sanitation, personal hygiene, um, you know, make all good the disease things. Go away. All great things. Like I'm so happy that everyone showers now. That's <laughs> wonderful. So a lot of anti-vaxxers are super into like eating healthy and being healthy. And even though we're all kind of healthier in this day and age, we still have these outbreaks. And Mm -hmm. they all started once we had a ginormous movement of anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Okay. So the second point that anti-vaxxers usually have is that there are cases where large amounts of people who were immunized ended up with the disease anyways. Um, So Charles, what do you think about that? What do I think about that? Yeah, just off, don't read my notes. Don't read your <laughs> notes. And what do you think about... <laughs> what do I think about... Yeah, people who are who got vaccinated but end up with the disease anyway at some point in time after their vaccination. Well, I mean, vaccinations don't have a 100% success rate. Yes. Uh, going back to what we were saying about B cells, hopefully you guys remember what those are, but there are a bunch of different types of... Um, Antigens that they can produce, or is it antibodies? Antibodies, antibodies they that they can produce against antigens. Yeah. against antigens. And some people's B cells just don't have, you know, the capacity for producing those specific types of antibodies that can fight the pathogen. And, you know, that's, that's unfortunate, but it happens. But even in that case, like, it still, like, helps with their immunity, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just not good enough to completely eradicate the pathogen. So I don't think that's a good enough case to say, you know, right. just don't use it at all because exactly, like it can exactly. still help either way. So, yeah, like um, 
That was really good what you said about the um, effectivity rate. So, like, measles has a rate of 97%. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that's not 100%. So, there's still a chance, right. albeit a small one, that something anything gets 100% in medicine? No, absolutely nothing. In life. In life. This is the last philosophy question of the Real pod. quick, just get deep. Is anything in life 100%? No, but you know, you still go after you, it anyway. You, you, do it. you get it done. All right. Um, so also um, going back to B cells, so there are different strains of the disease, mm-hmm. which would mean that there are different antigens. So even if you right. get a vaccine for measles at some point, mm-hmm. That's only gonna go. That's only gonna work against that specific antigen. So if for some reason how somehow measles like um, evolves or uh, what is the word that I'm looking for mutates. Mutates. So oh yeah, if it, it, mutates, it mutates. Yeah, you I've don't read that. have the. You don't have the specific have, immunity right, required. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna take your body longer to figure out how to go against the disease because as we know, your adaptive immune system takes days, whereas mm-hmm. your innate immune system takes, takes hours. hours. Ooh, remember <laughs> that graph, boy. Remember that. So, um, <laughs> also, if people stop being um, vaccinated, of course, it's going to increase everybody else's chances of catching the disease, whether they are immunized or not. <laughs> vaccinated or not. Immunized. immunized she said word? immunized again, guys. I, I need you to Google this. <laughs> It. Immunized? I, I must have read it because I'm not crazy. Immunized. It just doesn't sound good. Immunized. Immunized. Oh. Wow. Oh. Make right. a person or animal immune to affection. Typically if this by were a game of Scrabble, I get all your points right now. Immunized. It kind of just sounds like somebody made that up. Like, it's a word. It's the past tense. I don't know. Immunized. Yeah. Have you been using it correctly? I have. Okay. All right. I read it. This I... is my public apology to Raquel. Thank you. I appreciate that. Immunized okay. is a word. Okay. Um, all right. So then the last point that we're going to talk about that anti-vaxxers believe. Um, so they believe that har- there are harmful things in vaccines that shouldn't be in the body and aren't safe for anyone. So they basically mm-hmm. think that inside the vaccines are toxins. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big things, there was a ginormous Which is, movement. You could make the argument you for. You could make the argument. But definitely. like I said before, never it's never going to be the live or virulent portion of whatever microorganism mm-hmm. is going into your mm-hmm. body that is disease causing it's going to be the inactive form so you know floyd can practice against uh manny pacquiao okay okay so um one of the things that there was a big movement against to take out of vaccines was mercury um because there was there used to be mercury in um vaccines as a preservative in the form of thimerosal mm-hmm. i hope i'm saying that right That's good. um so, um, as you know, so prolonged mercury exposure is serious and can affect the way that a person talks or moves, which some people um, thought was one way that they could see the link between vaccines and autism. No. Thank you. <laughs> so Autism is genetic, and it's based off of genetic and environmental factors. And those environmental factors are like the environmental factors surrounding the mother's pregnancy. So... So not vaccines. Not vaccines. There we go. <laughs> Take notes. Um, so there ended up being some studies comparing vaccines with thimerosal and without thimerosal. They were able to find an, another preservative that did not that was not mercury. Um, and there was no correlation between the vaccines um, and children. Like there was the same rate of children who ended up with autism and didn't end up with autism, mm-hmm. despite us knowing that autism is not a result of the vaccine itself. Yeah. Um, 
Am I, okay. Sorry, and thymosol is actually less dangerous than the mercury that you find in fish or in like those old thermometers. Oh, um, but nowadays there is no thymosol in vaccines. There might be a few that have um, thymosol, but overall it's been taken out because of this movement. So right. now this is just one leg they don't have to stand on. Um, All right, so boom. So also I found a study of over 1.2 million children. Um that basically said there was no correlation at all between vaccinations and autism. Yeah. Um, Which is good to compare to the study of the 12, study of 12 children people. that Wakefield did. Yeah. So, I mean, I can put the link to that study in the whatever description yeah, or whatever. Yeah, all resources are going to be um, attached. So, yeah. in case you think we said something wrong, yeah, exactly. there it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, there were a whole bunch of statistic words in there that I didn't understand. I'm proud of that one. But... <laughs> It looked good, and I believe it because I have common sense. That's good. That's yeah. really good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so one last thing that anti-vaxxers think. So they think that vaccines do damage, obviously, um, mainly causing autism. And they believe that like a lot of vitamins and herbs and nutrients can stop the damage of vaccines or replace vaccines Mm -hmm. so one of the big things that they are into is vitamin c um so there there are like companies that are actually taking advantage of the fact that they believe vitamin c does take can take the place of vaccines or repair said damage Mm -hmm. um and there's this this one company i won't say the name but (laughs) (laughs) they sell vitamin c powder and they encourage children they encourage customers to give their children up to three grams a day how much do you think the recommended intake is? Um, I know it's on the order of milligrams. <laughs> it is. It's 15 milligrams. Oh, my gosh. And they're telling them to give their children three grams. Wow. So, so if we want to do some dimensional analysis, shout out Blanca. <laughs> 15 <laughs> milligrams is equal to 3,000. I mean, no, sorry. 15, 15 milligrams, milligrams is 0.015 grams. And three, so three grams is, it would be easier to say that. Three grams is equal to 3,000 milligrams. (laughs) That's what I was trying to get at the first time. All right. I'm going to cut that whole part (laughs) off. So we want to get into dimensional analysis. Shout out Blanca. Thank you. BPA. Um, (laughs) Three grams is equal to 3,000 milligrams. So what's 3,000 divided by 15, Raquel? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. 3,000 divided by 15. Oh. It's, it's 200. 200. That's 200 so times. 200 the times the amount of recommended vitamin C per day. Like, that's too much. That's vitamins ridiculous. are good, but too much of a good thing, especially 200 times. Like, that's bad. Like, imagine if. You say 200 times a day. Instead of eight glasses of water a day, you had to you had to drink like two hundred glasses. Two hundred glasses of water a day. That wouldn't be pleasant. You'd be be in the bathroom. You'd you'd probably like pee yourself to death. I wonder what would happen. That'll be another podcast. Next podcast. We'll try it. It'll be our own science experiment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so they think vitamin C does this. They're encouraging people to take 200 times the recommended dose. So is there any basis for this? Is there? So we, I, have recently found out 
that um, several cells of the immune system can actually accumulate vitamin C and need vitamin C to um, just perform their regular tasks, um, particularly phagocytes and T cells. Okay. So, but the thing is, adding vitamin C into your diet only helps your immune system if you have a deficiency. Right. So if your child doesn't have a deficiency that requires 200 times the recommended dose, Can't you're just... imagine a scenario like that. Right. It's, it just doesn't make sense to give your child so much of vitamin C. It just doesn't help so your immune system the way that you think it does. What has made sense with the antibiotics? The anti-vaxxers have said. What ha not okay. a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. The, not well, a lot. one of the problems with the anti-vaccine movement is that there's not a lot of science backing any of it. And it's, it's also like, it's also very close. It's like, like a cult following of, of like this preposterous <laughs> belief. It's kind of like people who don't believe in global warming. Boom, roasted. You don't believe in global <laughs> Boom, warming? Roasted. Turn off this pod. That's it. We're coming for you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I was like, I was looking and I, it was really hard to find any like websites or anyone to like, not really talk to, but like, it, it's a lot of, it's like a lot of closed Facebook it's, it's groups. closed Facebook groups of parents because they know they don't wrong. have science background they know and don't wrong. look anything up. Yeah. So that's sad. Yeah. If we had more time, I would have infiltrated one of the groups and seen what I was know, up. Yeah. I really would have done it. I'm she kind of excited. She was going to go incognito. I was. But, I was going yeah. to be a mom. <laughs> my child Charles was <laughs> dying from measles okay um, yeah I think that's it oh okay. and then we can do a wrap up so wrap up in conclusion, in conclusion please get vaccinated get vaccinated actually fun fact that's not actually fun it's a little bit terrifying um, vaccine hesitancy was listed as one of the top 10 global health threats in 2019 by the World Health Organization yeah. So all of these wow. moms on their close Facebook groups and their blogs are being called out by the World Health Organization. Please get vaccinated. Please. Please tell people to get vaccinated. And get your flu shot, too. Get your flu shot. Oh, we should talk about how this relates to us. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> relates to us because... We are we, vaccinated. We are vaccinated, of Except. course, because our parents have sense. However, we have not gotten our flu shots yet. Yeah. So we got to practice what we preach. And that's not technically like one of those required vaccinations. It's but just you want it. You definitely you, want it. But you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash, wash your, your hands. hands. Mm. All right. Well. Doc Brown's been true. Yeah. So. All right. Wait. Oh no. Um. Biocompatibility. Biocompatibility. <laughs> so okay. okay I'll so take it away. This is this is a little difficult to pair to biocompatibility. So really, what I was thinking um, was, I wonder what anti-vaxxers would think of implants like if they really understood which they don't seem to understand very much but if mm -hmm. they did understand implants and like the fact that there can be extra growth factors and proteins um in like something that's implanted into the body how would they feel about that you know would that be something that they would want oh, to go against don't, don't get any implants guys it's, yeah just it's bad like, for you <laughs> just chop your leg off real quick no <laughs> hip replacement like yeah. you know like i wonder what yeah they would say i feel like they would probably be against it I don't even know if they would be smart enough to know, to know. their opinion on it. But yeah. I'm just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> to know their opinion on it. Whatever. This is a very biased podcast. I know, I feel so bad. Honestly. Like, 
Um, I don't want any hate mail from an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, but you need to change your ways, man. And show me some. Show me the facts. Show me the yeah. studies, the science. Show me your background. Show it to me. Yeah. And and then we'll talk. Show me the money. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's it. All right. Well. That's the pod. That's, that's it. That's all the tea for today. That's the tea for today. Immunity. All right, Beth's Babes signing off. Beth's Babes signing off. <laughs> Any questions? Hit us up. Love you, Doc. See y'all later. Love you, Doc.